I would like to give thanks to the ancestors, known and unknown, those who have paved the way for us to survive this moment of time and to have a reference point to use as a blueprint to deal with these hellish times we are living in. I would also like to give honor and reverence to the woman of the universe for your superior work, for bringing forth the spiritual information through the triple stage of darkness of your womb and giving birth to God. We would like to give reverence to the universe and praises to the indigenous. My name is Raheem Shabazz and this is Necessary Blackness Podcast. Welcome back family. This is Raheem Shabazz and we are back with our first podcast for 2017. Today we have a special guest, Jelani Kadesh. He is a visionary, strategic thinker, and motivator. Mr. Kadesh is a respected and noted author, consultant, entrepreneur, organization builder, and scholar. Today, we're going to talk about entrepreneurship and self-sufficiency, why most black people stay poor, and how today's middle class is joining the ranks of the poor. Before we get into today's discussion, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back with Necessary Blackness Podcast, and I'm your host, Raheem Shabazz. Necessary Blackness Podcast, every Wednesday at 6 p.m. with award-winning journalist and filmmaker, Raheem Shabazz. This podcast is only for those who are unapologetic because the mind of the conscious man or woman recognize no monopoly on truth. Truth is relative and always to be sought. She Crave, unique handmade products made with essence and divine love. She Crave takes pride in delivering carefully handcrafted bath and body favorites, unique handmade jewelry, and custom and designed apparel. A boutique for the confident. We are committed to quality and warm customer service. Visit our online store at SheCrave.com and stay connected at Facebook.com slash SheCraveStyle and on Instagram at SheCrave. Hey Atlanta, have you heard? True Laundry Detergent is now offering free shipping in the Atlanta area. Just text the word TRUE to 404-493-0523 or give us a call. That's 404-493-0523. True Detergent is four times concentrated and perfect for those HE washers. Just one ounce removes dirt, brightens fabrics, and leaves each load with a clean, fresh scent. Best of all, True contains no animal products, and it's safe for sensitive skin. Follow us on social media, True Detergent ATL. For those of you who are looking for the latest in Nubian styles from locks, braids, crochet braids, silk press, and most importantly, the healthiness of your hair, Stop by the Royal Crown Barbershop, located in the historical West End of Atlanta, and ask for Marley Mahogany. Award-winning producer Raheem Shabazz continues the Elementary Genocide documentary series with the School to Prison Pipeline. That film exposes the social engineering done to African-American children in the school system. And his other film, Elementary Genocide 2, The Board of Education versus the Board of Incarceration, takes an even deeper look at the history of the American school system and how it was made to justify subjugating black Americans. These films are on track to be the most discussed films in black America. These films feature people like Dr. Boyce Watkins, Dr. Francis Kretz-Welsing, and many, many more. 
The documentary is available right now at elementarygenocide.com. That's elementarygenocide.com. Okay, family, we're back. We're fortunate enough to have Jelani Kadesh in the studio. How you doing, brother? Brother, I'm doing super black fantastic. So we're going to get right into it. We're not going to waste no time at all. I want to ask you the proverbial question. Why most people, specifically black people, stay poor? Well, interesting question. And um, from my perspective is, you know, for the last 500 years, since 1492, since so-called Christopher Columbus discovered America, um, there's been two classes of people, um, the merchant class and the consumer class. Mm -hmm. And black folk have, we've been made a permanent um, underclass or consumer class in the world, not just in America, but when you go everywhere else in the world, somebody else is on top and the black man is on the bottom. Um, you can go to Africa, you can go to South America, everywhere there are black and brown people, some way systematically, we've been made to be a permanent underclass. We're on the bottom and whether they're Jews, whether they're Caucasians, Asians, East Indians, Arabs, um, they are the merchants of that land. Why do you think it came to a situation like that? Because there was a time where we wore silk robes and slippers of gold and was the richest people to ever be untold. And now, as you stated, we're on the bottom rung of the ladder. Well, it started with conditioning. Because if we go back 600 years ago, the richest man in the world at that time was an African king by the name of Mansa Musa. And he ruled all of Central and Western Africa and they said his estimated net worth was about $400 billion. And this is 600 years ago. And But during the time of what we know as the Barbary Wars, which was the war between the Caucasians and everybody else and the Moors, which was us, because number one, you cannot start your history with slavery. We were never slaves. We were prisoners of war. And so during that time, the conditioning, that is what led us in particularly Willie Lynch, even if the letter is real or not, the conditions are real. Um, those things led to us being a permanent underclass and a permanent consumer because our mindset is always of one that, okay, well, black people are not supposed to own this. We're not supposed to be owners. We're supposed to be consumers. So you have to be strategic. As Elijah Muhammad said, you know, the science of business, the science of maintenance, the science of warfare. When you go into business, you got to be strategic and knowing that you're dealing with a particular mindset. But we're out in 2017. We are to destroy that poverty mindset. That's what we have to do. So y'all heard that, right? We out to destroy that poverty mindset in 2017. No longer can we be the ones that work for corporate America, do everything for America and remain on the bottom rung of the ladder. We're about to take a commercial break and we'll be right back with Necessary Blackness Podcast. And this is your host, Raheem Shabazz. Peace and power. This is E-Reporting Live. Be sure to tune in to Necessary Blackness each and every Wednesday night, 6 p.m. with the brother Raheem Shabazz. For the latest in urban gear, come to Franchise Clothing. We're at 901 Roswell Street, Marietta, Georgia, 30060. Again, for the latest hip-hop, urban and streetwear come to franchise clothing 901 roswell street in marietta georgia ask for sheen way and she will help serve your needs we have everything from nike adidas prada we have purses everything that you're looking for as far as urban and hip-hop apparel 
Again, that's Franchise Clothing, 901 Roswell Street, Marietta, Georgia. Get your haircut with the latest styles today at Man Cave Barber and Beauty Salon. We're located in the city of Marietta at 903 Roswell Street. Again, ask for Robbie. Robbie is our general manager of our barbershop. Again, that's Man Cave Barber and Beauty Salon, 903 Roswell Street in the beautiful city of Marietta, Georgia, where you can get all the latest cuts and styles, you know, so you can be looking fresh to death. Man Cave Barber and Beauty Salon. Peace. This is Prince Coach Law, and I stay tuned into Necessary Blackness Podcast with Raheem Shabazz. We're back with Jelani Kadesh, and we are talking about economic empowerment and how we can lift ourselves up economically as a race of people so that we are not under the yoke or the rulership of our open enemy. Because we understand that the current generation's quest for economic viability will only come through entrepreneurship and self-sufficiency, not from government set-asides or working on a corporate plantation. And for those of you who are working in corporate America, you better be mindful that your desk is your 40 acres and your computer is your mule. You're still on the plantation picking cotton. Brother Jelani. Yes, sir. What advice would you give to someone that's listening to this broadcast right now, have a few dollars in their pocket, and they want to leave corporate America? I mean, you know, it depends on what level they want to come in on. You know, I, I specifically advise options as opposed to stocks. You know, stocks, you know, we've been taught for so long, you know, buy low and sell high. But stocks is not the way to go. The way to go is options because with options, you control um, the way it, the way it flows because with options, you know, the market can either go up, down, and sideways and you can still profit. Um, you know, it's called a put option because you're placing a bet on a particular stock that is going to go up, down, and sideways within a particular time frame. So this is how the elite, you know, hedge their, you know, hedge their, um, bets on the stock market. You know, they still got the masses. Oh, well, you know, you buy a thousand shares of this stock and you hold on to it and you wait, you wait for it to go up. No, that's not how you make money in the stock market. You make money by buying options. And so that's one way. Again, I'm, I talked about medical marijuana stocks. You know, like I say there, you know, you can just, you can Google it, medical marijuana stocks and you got penny stocks right now, but that stock is going to keep going up and up and up. Just give you an example. In the state of Ohio, two former members of the Backstreet Boys, they own all of the rights to medical marijuana in the state of Ohio. Wow. So, so you're going to have to go through them if you want to sell medical marijuana in the state of Ohio. So I'm, I'm trying to tell black folk now to get in position um, because it's going to right now, record, recreational marijuana is legal in eight states. Medical marijuana is legal in all 50 states. And so, like I said, you need to position yourself now because guess what? I might be the only person in Atlanta that don't smoke weed. Let me say it again. I might be, I'm the only person that I know that don't smoke weed. And so everybody else smoke weed. So, so guess what? That's a built in market. And so, you know, it's just like when black folk used to control the numbers game and people were saying that, Hey, eventually the government is going to take over and going to come up with what they came up with the lottery. Well, black folk didn't position themselves for it. And so now the government makes all of those billions of billions of dollars in the lottery system and black folk got knocked out the box. We're the same with brothers on the street still selling, you know, weed or whatever. Nah, man, get you a website. 
You know, because guess what? How many people are on the internet? There are 7.3 billion people on planet Earth. Over 3 billion are on the internet. So you got a built-in market right there. You, If you don't have a website in today's market game, as Bill Gates said, you're going to be left out of the economic playing field. Um, he wrote a book in 1995 where he said that the internet is has the capacity um, to level the economic playing field worldwide. And that is true. Because you start a website, you can make money 24 hours a day. You can make money while you sleep. So for those of y'all, you know, you got a little bit of cash, man, guess what? You can create an app, you know, for less than $300, you can create your own app. Man, Uber right now is tearing the game up. Then they came out with Uber Eats. So if you got a restaurant and your restaurant is not registered with Uber Eats, you're missing out on money. Just give you an example. Download Uber Eats tonight and wherever you live at, in your zip code, Every restaurant in that area, um, Uber Eats delivers for them. Oh, and wow. So, so like I said, you can start your own app for less than $300. So there's a lot of low-cost ways because of technology where you can get in the game. You ain't even got to have a storefront anymore. You can do everything from the comfort of your own home. And that's true because if you look at Uber, you look at Lyft, and a lot of these other apps, uh, what is it, Airbnb, there's no... You know, they didn't start with a main office or a storefront. You know, they just started with an app and they employed people exactly. virtually. So we're not only uh, telling you about economic prosperity and how to uh, obtain wealth. We got the brother Jelani Kadesh. He's here and he's giving you the solutions and the keys to how to get this done. Now, brother... I was fortunate enough, and I'm always fortunate enough to be in your presence. At one of your lectures, I heard you talk about money and how the word currency correlates with money and the different things for that. Can you break that down for us? Well, money, the only real money is gold and silver. Dollar bills are currency. This is why if you Google currency... Um, a currency converter website will come up and every currency around the world has a particular, you know, like um, dollars is USD, you know. So every currency has a particular ticker, what they call a ticker. And um, because you can actually invest in currencies, it's called the foreign exchange market or Forex market for short. But the only real money is gold and silver. That's why you got to stock up on gold and silver. I have a website called silversnowball.com forward slash 1854 where you can buy silver every month. You can get silver coins every month. Um, I, I'm also a part of carrot bars um, where I get gold grams every month. So you got to diversify your income streams um, with gold, silver, which is real money, and then currency. You have to know what currency is. The root of currency is current, which means to flow. Your dollar bills are always supposed to be working for you. As Warren Buffett said, he said, if you, if you have not found out a way to make money 24 hours a day, you will always have a job. Let me say it again. If you haven't found out how to make money 24 hours a day, even while you sleep, you will always have a job. And the Forex market only closes three hours a week on Saturday. Mm. And so, and so again, you can go to fidelityinvestments.com, uh, you know, Morgan Stanley. You got all these different brokerage houses where you can open up an account for free. Um, they will attach a checking account to it. Um, and then you can begin to invest and invest in options. Um, the Forex and you with a little as a thousand dollars. 
Oh, wow. And so, so again, you got to make your currency or your money work for you instead of you working for it all the time. Now, we can't talk about economics and not discuss spirituality and how they both play a role in our development. Because as Africans, we are a spiritual people. So can you tell us the difference between the psychological, physical, and spiritual attack and us as melanated people, how we can prevent it? A psychological, physical, and spiritual attack? Well, black folk are being attacked on all levels, spiritual, psychological, and physical. And as I said Sunday, um, when we deal with the word um, homophobic, you know, because in the last 10 years, the gay community or LGBT community has gotten more rights than the black community. Mm -hmm. Our rights have been, you know, stripped away and black lives don't matter to them. Um, so when we look at the last 10 years and what has happened specifically under the Obama administration, um, where, you know, all of the other communities, all of these other, you know, people, they, their rights have expanded while ours have decreased. You know, there's been an all out war on black people and we have to know why these things are happening is spiritual in nature, psychological and physical. So as I tell people, I say, you know, when you go to court, what do they say? That that's the judge's, that's his domain. So that means you're on his home court. So I tell black, I tell young black men today, I say, I say, you right now, you got to take your destiny into your own hands. Okay. Mm -hmm. If you got a warrant for your arrest, let him come get you. Don't turn yourself in. Let me say it again. Because right now, guess what? When you get out, your own paper, your old back child support, your old back taxes, you're still in prison. So, so now you got to take your destiny into your, it's time for black men to take their destiny into their own hands and say, you know what? We ain't taking this no more. But because right now what the system has said is that we can kill you in the street, murder you in the street without no repercussions. And, and, and guess what? What you going to do about it? And then guess what? You on paper. So now you can't get a passport if you're back child support or if you're back taxes or if you're on probation. So, so now they have, they have inhibited your ability to travel and make money or engage in commerce, which is what this country is all about. So young black men, I'm telling y'all out there today, take your destiny into your own hand. You have to take your destiny in your own hand. And we are the holders and keepers of ourselves in predicament. So it's always up to us. It's always in our hand. The ball is in our court. So what we going to do? Now, that leads me to my next question. Brother, why you think we as black people focus more on physical and not the spiritual when we are spiritual people? And we know that by us using spirituality, which is nothing but black magic, we was able to come all adversities to overcome them, and we was able to fight vividly against our open enemy, and we won that fight. And one case in point is the Haitian Revolution. But today, it's more focused on a physical confrontation with our open enemy than a spiritual. Can you elaborate on that? Well, again, you know, that goes back to the conditioning. The first people that they sent to Africa, to America, was the missionaries. And the missionaries, they got us to a point to where we let our guards down. Um, then the soldiers came in. And so that started the conditioning process of taking us from our indigenous spiritual systems 
to what we know as Christianity today, which is basically a watered down version of the Egyptian mystery system. Um, and that religion in particular, it makes people docile. You know, that's what we have sayings like, you know, tomorrow ain't promised and, oh, let God take care of it. And Jesus go, Jesus going to handle it, you know, and we never, you know, get in touch or get back in tune. And I'm glad you brought up black magic. You know, people ask me all the time, they say, what you practice black magic? I'm like, yeah, what other type of magic would I practice? I'm black. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to practice that which is indigenous to me. And so you brought up a great point. Uh, because we have to go back to our indigenous spiritual systems, you know, in order to win this battle. But again, the reason why we don't, you know, most black folk, if you say voodoo or voodoo or, you know, Yoruba or any of our other ancient systems, Santeria, you know, if you mention those things, they say, oh, that's the devil, that's demonic. And so they've demonized them. So not knowing that the word demon is a Greek word that means one who possesses all knowledge. So because we don't get into the linguistics and, you know, the um, semantics of words and languages, you know, like when I talked, I just brought up the word homophobic. How can you? I'm not homophobic because I will whoop a, a sissy's ass. <laughs> homophobic means you have a fear of homosexuals. Uh, so I'm not homophobic because I will whoop a sissy's ass in a minute. <laughs> so, 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 you know, again, we let them, you know, dictate the narrative and we let them define the words that dictates the circumference of all of our activity. But tonight, starting tonight, we're going to take our destiny into our own hands. All right. You heard that right here on Necessary Blackness Podcast. We are taking our destiny in our own hand. What are some of the traditional healing practices we can use or utilize to overcome racism and white supremacy? Well, again, it starts, you know, everything emanates from your culture. Your language, your mores, your values, everything emanates from culture. What black folk practice today is a subculture that was given to us during our prisoner of war experience. And we're still prisoners of war because as Rep. Brown said, you either free or you a slave. There's no such thing as second class citizenship. So we got to go back and recapture our minds, first of all, psychologically. The, the number one war that is imposed on black people is psychological warfare every day. You know, through the media, through films, you know, and this is why we need more producers and directors like our brother Raheem Shabazz with Elementary Genocide. You got to support that. That DVD should be in every black home. Let me say it again. Elementary Genocide 1 and 2 should be in, and soon to be 3, should be in every black home because we got to recapture the minds um, of black people and young black males in particular because for the last 15 to 20 years since the death of Tupac and Biggie we've had the infeminization of the African-American male and particularly through hip-hop mm -hmm. so now you got in hip-hop you got rappers wearing dresses and wedding dresses and you know what I'm saying all the skinny jeans and you know all, all this kind of crap when hip-hop started out as a revolutionary movement now hip-hop is a part of the status quo so, so, so guess what? If the LGB community says, well, hey, well, young fellow, we want you to wear a dress, uh, um, you know, or whatever, you know, rich homie Kwan, you know, we want you to dance like a female across the stage. They're going to do it because, because now, you know, because we don't have that culture intact, we go with whatever, you know, whichever the wind, whichever way the wind blows. And so, uh, and again, particularly, I know our black folk, they love President Obama, but as Joan Rivers said, he was the first gay president. 
Not just the first black president, but the first gay president, because most of his policies were aimed at helping the LGBT community. And if you remember, Time Magazine had Obama on the cover two years ago, and, and, and the caption said, America's first gay president. And most people didn't ca catch that. But again, I'm about building strong black men. You know, take it back to the days of Jim Brown, you know, Fred Williamson, the hammer, you know, to where we had strong alpha males, Vera males, you know. I, I mean, it's it's crazy that we live in a world today to where if, if a black man, you know, if you're over sex or what they call over sex, they look at that as being wrong. No, we men, we are conquerors by nature. OK, and guess what? There's nothing natural about monogamy. Let me say it again. There's nothing natural. If you look at nature, the lion don't just sleep with one lioness. The monkey don't just sleep with one monkey. Huh? Everything in nature practice polygamy. But but monogamy is imposed upon us here in America, you know, in particularly, you know. And so these things go against our very nature. The black man is God. Let me say it again. That's the right. black man is God, okay? So if we are God, guess what? That means everybody our children, white, white women. You know, I talked about that Sunday um, about why what led to the Salem witch hunt, you know, when the Caucasian males were killing a lot of Caucasian women. It was because the Moors were teaching the Caucasian women how to get in tune with the Kundalini energy and their sexuality. But again, you know, all, the, the Asian women, Hispanic women, they're all our children because we are the original man. So, so again, black men, don't be out here ashamed, you know, because you might have a woman, but you want to sleep with somebody else. Ain't no, sh ain't no shame in that. No, you just sit your woman down and you have a conversation with her and, and you let her know, hey, baby, I got knowledge yourself. I'm an alpha male. I'm a Vera male. And guess what? Um, we building a kingdom. We building an empire. We building a destiny. Now, I don't know how I got to talking about polygamy. But anyway, <laughs> but anyway, the black man is God. The black man will always be God. I don't care what kind of eugenics, you know, what kind of laws they pass, whatever. But we got to recapture the psychological. You know, that's why I love Marcus Garvey and Elijah Muhammad and Noble Drew Ali and Malcolm X because they were strong black men and they stood up. And there was a book written in 1999 called I May Not Get There With You by Taylor Branch and um, Dr. Michael Eric Dyson. Taylor Branch is a white professor. Mm -hmm. And they were on Tavis, Tavis Smiley last show on BET. And in the book, they talked about Dr. King's so-called indiscretions or his extramarital affairs. And Tavis Smiley said, I don't think you know, we should be putting that out there because, you know, that's going to take away from Dr. King's legacy. The white professor said, no, that's actually adding to his legacy because young black males today, they, they don't see themselves as the next Malcolm or Dr. King because we've made, we made black leaders seem, we've deified them and made it seem that they were perfect and they didn't have any flaws. He says, so guess what? Whenever you see a black man stand up against the number one country on the planet without an army, without a military, without an economic system, he said, you're looking at God. And this is what a white professor said. Wow. You know what? When you was talking about polygamy and you was like, I don't know how I got on the topic of that. <laughs> if you actually uh, look at it from its indigenous purpose, you know, that was used to fight war as well. Because when the Africans went to war and one of them was killed or, you know, the children or something like that, 
It was the men that stepped up and took on the role of marrying women that was widowed. Exactly. So, you know, it all coincided together. And that leads me to my last question. I believe physical food is spiritual and you have to watch what you eat. Give me your analyst on the above quote. Um, yeah, definitely food is spiritual. And that's one of the most important things that we're going to have to do in the 21st century. We got to buy up land. Because right now, everything that you buy out of the grocery store is GMO. Let me say it again. Everything you buy out of the grocery store is GMO. Have you noticed that fruit don't last as long as it used to? Fruits and vegetables, when you buy them now, you know, the shelf life is two or three days and then it's spoiled because it's not real food that you're consuming. Mm. So, so, so we definitely got to buy up land in the, in 2017, in the 21st century, start growing our own food because, because they want to control the food because they know by controlling the food, you control the population. So food, but, but then on the flip side of that, a lot of people, they have, they eat alkaline foods, but they don't have an alkaline mind. Mm. Let me say it again. We got a lot of people out here that are vegans physically, but they are poor mentally. And so that's what we suffer from a lot in the conscious community is that people, you know, they become vegans, they start drinking alkaline, but they still have that poverty mindset, not knowing that the number one principle of the universe is abundance. Every time a man ejaculates, he releases six million sperm. Let me say it again, which tells you that every man on this planet has the ability to populate an entire planet by himself. So the, and guess what? When Einstein came up with the so-called laws that govern relativity, he said that because before Einstein, the scientists said that our universe was going to collapse on itself. Einstein said that, no, the universe is giving birth to more universes constantly. Mm -hmm. Stars are giving birth to more stars. So that tells you that the number one principle is not scarcity, but abundance. So don't just have an alkaline diet, have an alkaline mind. Okay, you heard that. And that was Jelani Kadesh. And this is Raheem Shabazz with Necessary Blackness. And before we wrap up, brother, I know that this episode here is going to go viral. A lot of people going to want to know how they could get in contact with you, how they can follow you. What are some of the social media platforms you on? Um, they can follow me on Facebook, Joseph Carswell. Just, just type in Joseph Carswell on Facebook. Um, they could email me, josephcarswell at gmail.com. Um, uh, and those are the initial ways you can get in contact with me. But we have several businesses. We have Franchise Clothing, which is in Marietta. We have Man Cave Barbershop, which is next door to the clothing store. We have a food truck, Smoke One Wings. We have a Caribbean restaurant called Spice Bistro. Um, and we, like I said, we have, we now have a record label, LIB Music Group. And, um, our first artist, we just signed a deal with Akon. And I just got the tour schedule today. And we're going to be all over Africa and Europe. And so 2017 is going to be a big year. So if you want to reach out to me again, Joseph Croswell on Facebook, email josephcroswell at gmail.com. All right. This is Raheem Shabazz. And that's going to be a conclusion of our episode with Jelani Kadesh. And this is Necessary Blackness Podcast.